Eckhart once said, funerals are important rituals. They don't just recognize that a life ended, they recognize that a life was lived. Appalachia, eastern Kentucky especially, is a land with strong beliefs when it comes to death. Belief this strong ultimately leads to a solid structure of customs and rituals around losing a loved one. Thank you for tuning in to Weird Appalachia, a podcast by Appalachians, for Appalachians, and everyone else who finds our neck of the woods interesting. October is upon us, so it's only fitting that we finally get into mountain death rituals. This is an episode that I've been excited to make for some time now, and really there was only one way to do it right. And that's talking with someone who knows the funeral business inside and out. In this episode, I'm joined by Jess as we're talking with Tommy Campbell, an actual Kentucky funeral director, about the customs we have surrounding death. Strange, funny, sad, or otherwise. The following was recorded at the Sagersville Renaissance on Main Street. I want to extend a big thank you to the Renaissance Committee for all of their support. Thank you for listening to Weird Appalachia. I'm Erin. I'm Jess. And today we're joined by funeral director Tommy Campbell. Today we're going to talk about Appalachian death rituals. And in Appalachia... Family is very important. So when we lose a loved one, we're very ceremonial, uh, very ritualistic people. Some of our traditions might seem quirky to outsiders, and some may seem bizarre, but that's how we do things around these parts. Among a lot of other things we're very quirky for. Tell us about the fascinating life of being a funeral director. No, it's not really a fascinating life. It's not your normal Monday through Friday nine-to-five job. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, like I said, we have a lot of different customs here in Appalachia that nobody else does. You know, like, for example, back in the 18th and 19th century, a lot of you were, there was no funeral homes and no undertakers back then. So families took care of their own dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the women would, were the ones that were prepared for the deceased, were the ones that made the deceased, dressed the deceased. And you got the men who would build the coffin and dig the graves. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a lot of times, you know, they, they did the service at, at a church or that they laid the body out at the home in the parlor. Now, the parlor is what we know as the living room. They set up the, the family and friends and the neighbors would sit up all night until the next day and have, they would have the committal uh, service or the burial service. Yeah. It's funny how like some traditions um, just kind of stuck around since then, yeah. and then some families I don't think do that as much. Yeah. No, it's it's setting up with their loved ones. So people are thinking about that. They're still families. They still carry on that tradition. Mine included. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's funny because like uh, as long as I can remember, we've always stayed um, with whoever was passed away, and it wasn't like. When it when the person first passed away, we cried and all that. But like at the funeral home, we really didn't cry. It was more of a I don't want to say celebration, but we kind of like remembered how they were and we had yeah. a good time. And my family has done a lot of things in the funeral home that you're not supposed to. <laughs> well, you know, it seems like a lot of the time though, everyone's so busy these days that the only time you ever really get everybody in the same room is at a funeral. Yeah, yeah really. One time you'd see her. Didn't know. Yeah. During a funeral or a visitation. It's the truth. It really is. And you don't get that many of them at the family reunion. (laughs) Yeah, they're afraid of having to spend some money. (laughs) 
But it seems like in Appalachia, we're really uh, attached to our customs, and they linger here a lot longer. Like, we, like as a whole, we all kind of don't like change. We yeah. kind of cling to, to our weird little things that make us weirdly Appalachian, and we, we just don't want to let go of it. And I, I, that's very true of our of our uh, death rituals just as well, which I'm, I'm really curious. Do you guys get a lot of cremations? There has been a somewhat, yes, we don't, not, not really a lot, but. I think it's, it's, it's risen. It's, it's risen. Mm-hmm. Slowly, like over slowly, the years, slowly. Slowly over the years. I'm curious about that because I know so many people, especially the older generations, who if you mention cremation, they get extremely uncomfortable. They don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have background noise because we're literally on Main Street. <laughs> but we're trucking like the good on. old days in the heart bar. <laughs> yeah. At least we don't have a toilet flushing above us. <laughs> or, somebody, or somebody honking as they go by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we've come a long way. <laughs> or we've learned lessons. Yeah. <laughs> we've learned a lot. Yeah. Learned how to make it actually sound good. Um, so one thing that I find interesting is we're as a whole Appalachia holds to these old traditions of like paranormal type of stuff like haunts and haints and oh, yeah. strange happenings and visions and signs and people believe if you get a warning like you get a warning when oh, someone's yeah. going to die well I mean I can remember it as far back as I can, you know, even think of that, like, uh, if a bird flies in your house or it hits your window and dies, like, that's somebody going to pass away. Like, that's, bad just, that's bad. You know, like, I even caught myself a few weeks ago, because our, we didn't know it, but our trees were in the electric lines, and I kept finding dead birds everywhere in my yard. Oh, God. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like people are going to drop like flies. I mean, I have found, like, five dead birds. And it's ridiculous. We had one dive bomb into the window one day, and I was like, oh, hell, we're all going down. Somebody's <laughs> sick. Somebody's sick. <laughs> but it's funny, I still to this day, we still think, like, that's it, something. It like, doesn't matter. Bird, like, even scared. if you really think about it in the back of your mind, is your granny in the background going, oh, oh Lord, there's a, there's a bird hit so-and-so's window today. You know what that means. <laughs> Did, have you experienced any kind of correlation with any of that, or is it just a whole wild silly thing? I've not, personally, I've not. Yeah. But I've heard of the, you know, the bird climbing in the window and trying to go uh, through the window. Yeah. And when this was, there was an article written about this, and I'll try to link it in the show notes that got passed around. I Everyone shared this link with me about the Appalachian death crowns. It's, it's a really strange phenomenon. I think it really only happened in Appalachia, and it was back... It was re- recorded, to the best of my knowledge, in the early 1800s and early 1900s, roughly. Back when feather pillows were much more common. We don't really use those now. They considered it an omen that someone was going to die. If the feathers, they used to turn to this swirly, hard formation, like they were all just woven together into a circle. Yeah. Right where the head would lay. And a lot of times people didn't find them until after a family member passed away. And they're still, you can still see examples of them. They're still intact in museums and stuff. I just find that so interesting. Because how do you explain that? Yeah. I don't know how to explain that. It's science. 
It's some kind of science that we don't understand. Science, and you sweat a lot, you know, science. at night. <laughs> science and sweat, that's it. <laughs> science and sweat. Science and sweat, y'all. That's it. <laughs> I know, like, some ladies going through menopause right now, they know what I mean. <laughs> They got like five death crowns in their pillow. <laughs> you probably got a whole body laying out in their bed. He <laughs> was like, if you're like my, my great granny, she had a full feather mattress like they had made, mm. and she had it for years. So like that thing was like, and you, they would refill it every so often. <laughs> so like I'm sure they found plenty of feathers, but like I, that's the first time I'd ever heard about that when you said that. So oh really? So that just shows you like some things, some family keeps. Other things, other mm-hmm. families don't. Would you keep one, like if you had a family member? I think I would, just because my family is more um, paranormal. Yeah. You know, like they're yeah. more uh, bad vibes kind of people. <laughs> well, the article itself was saying stuff like, uh, are they creepy or are they comforting? And I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably keep it, though, just because it's so strange. I, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you think about it, like, uh, not, uh, there was an old uh, wise tale that my other granny used to tell me, but, like, if you ever find a feather floating in there, it means angels, like, watching out for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> never mind you got birds hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I used to think that it was cute, you know, and... Um, it is. And then, you know, like, still to this day, my mom swears up and down, like, deaths come in threes. Regardless. Yes. Yeah. That's a big one around yes, here. Yes, that is. Everything comes in threes. Yes. So is that like a matter of fact, like it's something a, you've experienced? Yes. Well. It, might, it doesn't just go in threes like one after, right after another. Yeah. It's maybe one, one day, another one, maybe two days later, a month later. Yeah. Yeah. It, so does it seem like it's like that in like a, in like a single family? Or is it just Different. in an area? In an area. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You don't always hear people who work in hospitals, they swear. And they swear up and down that things, shit goes down on a full moon. <laughs> yeah. You you, yeah, but like even like in the ER, like you can't say that it's quiet. Because once you say it's quiet, it's like then it, luck. it like gets worse. Is there anything like that in the female business? Like, like, don't like say bad that. luck, you don't say that. There's not really the funeral business, but you know like. Like I said, the hospital ERs, mm-hmm. people are working EMAs. Yeah. If it's full moon and it's, and you said that, you said that word, it's going to be quiet, it's not. So, so, like, you're not in the funeral home one day and you're like, you know what, this month's been really slow, and then all of a sudden it just picks up. That's happened sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I used to work in the newspaper and I'd have to do the obituary page every week. And at first, it was disturbing for me because I'm like, all these people died, and here's their picture. And then it got to where I got desensitized to it, and I felt kind of bad about it, but it got to where it was like, space was the issue. I wasn't looking at them as people anymore, and that's horrible, but you get so used to it that it's just like, oh, well, why have we got so many obits? I can't get them all on one page. Or what am I going to put on obits? Because we don't have enough. And then I would like step back and think like, oh. That's really morbid. I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't think that way because it's people. Yeah. Well, I could tell you the story of Addison. What? Went, like, I don't know. She went through this stage when she was about seven, six or seven, and she's like, I don't know, when kids, like, they had never had anybody die, you yeah. know, and she'd never seen that before, and 
I mean, she had 11 grandparents still alive. That's like grandparents, great grandparents, great great grandparents, mm-hmm. and even one great 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 grandparent. You know, because she was like, I was young, but you know. <laughs> right. And she's the only one on both sides of my and my husband. So she was like the princess. But like, she got really morbid there for, like, we had a couple, like, I'd say probably about six older people pass away. She got really morbid and started asking questions. And like, I can remember when my grandma, on my dad's side passed away and we were standing there, you know, she was six. Yeah. She was about six years old and she's standing there and she's watching the casket go down and she's like, mommy, you know, bugs are going to eat her, right? No, really. Bugs, worms, they do that when you go in the ground. Where did she Shush. learn that? Shush. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I, I just wow. think it was just her way of, like, dealing with it because she, she was close to that grandma. Like, because she lived right beside <laughs> my mom and dad so she could just yeah walk up the road, you know, to great-grandma's house. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's one way my kid <laughs> dealt with it. And we all deal with death in weird ways. I'm sure you've She's seen a lot. She's very sarcastic. Like every possible kind of reaction. Because I have. I've seen people, you know, just stand at the casket. Mm-hmm. Not cry until after the casket's loaded in the ground. Yeah. I've seen yeah. people pass out. I've seen people cry. Pass out. Mm-hmm. Everybody grieves differently. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's important as a as a family member. We all try to not judge the way that someone's grieving because you don't know. You know they might be emotionless, but on the inside, they probably tore up. Yeah. But let's take a minute and talk about some of the actual rituals that we have around here that are probably weird to out of towners. Number one being staying all night. My family is a big one. Yeah. Yeah, there's not one person that's ever passed away that I don't remember not staying all night at funeral home every night that they're there. So you said you said before that that's not as common as it used to be. No, it's not. It's slowly becoming a thing of the past. Yeah, but they're trying to still do that. Yeah. So does it kind of like stay all in the same family? Like I know Jess's whole crew yes. does it. There's a certain families that will that still do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, like, it's really nice because, like, I say it's really nice. <laughs> but, like, my family is, like, we get into mischief when we're there. I hate to say it, but, you know, I'm sure Tommy has friend to us because <laughs> we go to his funeral. <laughs> Which is the best funeral home, best probably. Funeral home. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's, it's just our choice. Yeah, we're on this side of the road. The other one's on the other side. It's yeah. Well, I, I can say honestly that I've had good experiences at both of the funeral homes here. But when you live in a small town like this, it's a it's a really common thing here for people to have a favorite funeral home. That like that's the only one they'll deal with. Yeah. They're very loyal. Yeah, but that just goes back to like traditions because like if your mom and dad and your grandpa and grandma, that's where they went. More likely, that's where you're going. Yeah. Go. Um, do you think there's like an element of nostalgia there too? Like we're all, like even though all those family members have passed away, the younger generations are still using that funeral home because it's who their grand that's the one their grandma liked or I think so. Yeah. I have a weird question. But anyone I know who works at a funeral home I always ask this question. What's the weirdest thing? 
Weirdest thing that you can tell me that you <laughs> that you've seen at a funeral. Hmm. That's a good question. And I talk about that. Okay. I'll tell you a story in the meantime while I think about it. I used to be in a singing group with a guy who worked at a funeral home, and he was into it. Like, he studied all these different kinds of ways to tie his tie because he wanted to look nice for the funeral home. So I asked him one night, I was like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen working there? He said, okay, I'll tell you. We were putting the guy in the ground, and there was a bunch of bikers there, and one just whipped out and pissed right on top of the casket. I don't know, can you top that? No. <laughs> I can't top that. That's going to be like, whoa, man. <laughs> hmm. I'm like, I mean, are you grieving or did you just not like the guy? <laughs> I mean, I don't work at a funeral home, but I've got plenty of stories because my family is cray-cray. <laughs> I mean, we played hide-and-go-seek in the funeral home, Tommy's funeral home, <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> I've, I've hid in a casket there, and we casket. locked somebody in the embalming room. Why our loved one was in, you know, there. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah, good yeah. times. I say most people are, like, on good behavior. I know, like, when we stay, I think it's, I know my aunt used to work there, so when we got to stay, or my cousin worked there, so if we got to stay, then they were there with us. So it wasn't like somebody was, you know, like Tommy was there. But, like, yeah. um, so we got in some mischief. Yeah. And, and I've got some, we we know who we have to prank and who we can't prank. I've got some cousins that come in and they're really afraid of stuff, so. Wow. We use it to our advantage. But, you know, like, we have a good time. Like, we talk about stories about the person that's passed away and, you know, like, do you remember this time? And then we kind of, we eat. Like, the food is a big thing. Oh, yeah. Food. Oh, yeah. It's just like it's just like a tradition. Mm-hmm. Usually at the funeral, there's always one church that always makes a dinner for the family, mm-hmm. or they have a dinner at someone's house, yeah. or they bring food at the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And that's one of our traditions. I don't think I've ever been to a funeral home where there was of any kind of funeral anything where there wasn't just so much food that you couldn't eat it all. The funeral home in Ohio was like completely different. They didn't have no food there. No. They had the person out one day, next day, they were buried. You didn't even go in, you know, like how you go through the procession like we do, like we go through church service and sing, and then everybody takes their turn going around and shaking or hugging the family, making sure that, you know, they can, you know, console them in some way, and then they whack the whack. Oh, my God. Wow. They whack them. But they walk past the this the deceased and you know pay their respects and then they walk on out and Mm -hmm. you know we wait on the family to come out and then we follow the hearse. It was a very weird experience for me because I wasn't I I'd never experienced that before. So like everybody's really quiet and nobody talked and it was like there's the person but you really didn't acknowledge them. And, you know, nobody shared stories about that person. Yeah. Nobody oh ate. We were there oh know what for a very long time. It was very weird. You know, some of in Ohio, it's like you said, very quiet. Yeah. Uh, a lot more of sit around talking very quietly, you know, not, you know, not to do here. Yeah. Not to do here. Yeah. Did they sing at the funeral? 
Yeah, we yes. They did? Yes. Uh, I've had someone out of state when I was younger say, I think it was strange that we sang at funerals. Yeah. I thought it was strange not to. I yeah. was so confused. Mind you, this funeral happened around Halloween, so I ended up putting my kid in a costume and taking her trick-or-treating. <laughs> so... <laughs> Jess is just unfazed by death, evidently. <laughs> well, you know, you have to know my family. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you get a lot of um, arrangements to where, like, the person who passed away kind of, like, had everything, like, ready to go? Yeah, it's a pretty Sorry, had her arrangements up. How common is that? It's, 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 it's commonplace. I would say it's a lot easier to deal with. Yeah. It's a lot easier to Does that seem like a here in Appalachia kind of thing, or is that like common everywhere? I'd say that's common everywhere. I think I agree. I think it's common everywhere. Yeah. My papa was one of those people. Everything was already dealt with right down to who sung it. And they made a joke, the pastor made a joke that papa found a way to preach his own funeral because. In a gun that he'd left for my cousin, he'd left a letter. And it was a long letter, and it had a lot of beautiful messages in it, and they read it at the funeral, and they were like, Harold Conley, former preacher, is the only, only person I could ever imagine would preach his own funeral. <laughs> there, I mean, I would say that it, it takes a lot of the drama out, too, because, you know, after so many passes, there's always drama. Yeah. Especially an older person that have, has a lot of kids. Like, there's just, I would say... More than not, it's just like what I say at a funeral. Somebody ain't fighting, this ain't our family. (laughs) Because somebody has to get mad and leave, or it ain't a reunion. So, and the same thing is with the funeral deck. There's always that one person or group that's like drama filled. Did you ever get people fighting in the parking lot at the funeral home? No. I'm not, not myself. I'm not spiritual. I mean, just the way Jess talks, she she make you think there's throwdown out in the Well, you know, you have to, again, you have to know my family. (laughs) I mean, Tommy knows my family. (laughs) He's over husband's face. Yeah, yeah. Greg for years. There's a complete difference there. (laughs) Greg Stanley's real mild. Yeah. Um, Hence the reason his mom's like, you know that her family is these, these, and these. Be careful. Yeah. That Rolton bunch. Uh, there's a lot. It seems like there's a lot of superstitions and things around death around here, too. Like, we've already talked about the bird. Yeah. Um, and things coming in three. Um, I found a list here called blindpigandtheacorn.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great great name. You'll never forget it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, they say if a bird flies in the house, someone will die, obviously. If a picture falls off the wall, someone will die. If you hear a screech, a screech owl at dusk, someone will die soon. Death comes in threes. Mirrors must be covered after a death in the house, or whoever looks into one and sees their reflection will die. Which, that was a tradition that started in the 18th and 19th century, Victorian, during the Victorian era. Yeah. That's, that goes along with another thing. The tradition and my family still does this is they take pictures of people in the casket. Yes. Yeah. I've heard a lot of like back and forth on that. Like is it bad or is it bad luck to take a picture or So my family's always in That's how you know it's like you're going out of the same place. They'll take pictures. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, back there 
Especially uh, the older generation. Um, we, they still take pictures, but not like, you know, like everybody leaned in and smiling, take a picture. My family even points at the people in the casket. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, I mean. I mean, I don't think that's weird, though. Some people it's think not, it's weird. It's not weird. Some people do. Is that still, do you still see a lot of that? People taking pictures? In? A lot. I don't really? see what do you think about these children who take uh, funeral selfies in front of the casket? That's a thing. That's a thing. I'm not going to die. No opinion. No opinion. They want to take a picture. It's no different than, you know, just taking a picture with the person. I don't think. To me, my family describes it as you know, that's your last memory with that person yeah. before they, you don't get to see them ever again. And that, I mean, I get it. I don't do it personally. Yeah. I kind of feel like context matters there. Like, yeah. if it's legitimately you want that last one, or if you're just being a, you know, a jackass, like, hey, selfie with, you know, dead person, that's super I mean, disrespectful. Yeah. If you're going to weekend at Bernie's, it, that's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Um, bad, I've heard this one a lot. It's bad luck to walk on a grave. Yeah. I've, I've heard, heard that. that I've heard that a lot. younger. Around here, you have to know where we're at. I used to be jerked off. That's bad luck. Don't step. You know you're yeah. stepping on their head. It's like. Or have you ever heard, like, you're, you'd be cursed if you dance on a grave? Yeah. Do you know where any of these originated from? Or know the backstory on any of these? Oh. Well, see, of. like, uh, that one is awful funny to me because, like, my great, great. I want to say three times great. Grandpa Bryce, uh, the grandpa that my son's named after, he actually <laughs> was drunk and uh, danced on somebody's grave, a friend of his or whatever, and it wasn't even a week later. They said he was dancing on his front porch and fell dead of a heart attack, which is weird, mm-hmm. but they say that now, and that was always the story, like, y'all want to die like your grandpa Bryce? Don't be on that. Don't yeah. be stepping on it. I want to circle back around for a second, back to the mirrors, because here they say mirrors covered, uh, whoever looks into one and sees their reflection will die. I always heard that you cover the mirrors so that the spirit can safely pass out of the house. So that's the tradition I heard, the tradition I read about, because of the seeing your own reflection. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard, but originally I've the mirrors. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, I would, that actually is, you know, like the game you play, Bloody Mary. That's actually where that came from. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, for funsies. This one's weird. Howling dogs in the night signify death. Listen. We live in the country. You live at the holler. Everyone's dogs howling every night. Well, if you really believe that, you're having a heart attack by morning. <laughs> I mean, because if there's a anything, dog is howling. And we got coyotes, so... Yeah. Pregnant women should never look at a deceased person or it will mark the unborn child. I've heard that one. You heard that? I've heard that. I've also heard that if a woman gets really, really scared by an animal, she marks the baby and it'll have a characteristic of that animal. Yeah. Well, I've heard that because, like, when I was pregnant with Addison, because I was young, I was 17, 
um, they always tell me like, don't go to a scary movie. You know, like if you uh, yeah if you get scared, then you'll mark the kid and they'll have a birthmark wherever you know somewhere that breaks it. Oh, this one I've heard. Rock, never rock an empty rocking chair because it, it signifies death. But I always heard it's bad luck. You're going somebody's gonna die if you rock an empty rocking chair. I mean, you can't help it if your booty's big and you try to scoot behind it, it's going to rock. <laughs> no, I think it's like the whole thing of like, oh, like don't walk just... on crutches if you didn't hurt your foot because you're going to hurt your foot because you did that. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, Karma. That's pretty much. Yeah. But I guess there used to be a tradition to have some kind of rigged up machine to where if someone inside a coffin could ring, the, ring a bell. Yeah. So tell us about that. <laughs> well, you've heard people having a wake. Yeah. The reason for the wake was to see if the deceased will actually wake up during the meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, you know, they didn't really. Medical doctors didn't have a, a really a set of what way of determining death. Yeah. See, a person was feeling conscious. And they all back to soon, uh, well, they're dead. Yeah. So, uh, so they would keep them up for two or three days to see if they'd wake up. Yeah. And they put the bell inside the coffin <laughs> just to see, you know, so they could ring the bell. Just to wait them out and see wait. if they're really dead. Just if the person inside the coffin went ring the bell. That was a, that was a pattern that someone could come up with. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's so interesting. Yes, I would hate to have been the person that had to sit there. Though. Oh yeah, uh, there were actually cases of people being buried alive. I'm sure. Oh yeah, they. I would say there's uh, thousands because like a lot of people, they had a shovel oh, there and they would sit, you know, so they yeah. could unbury them. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's, That's a nightmare. <laughs> That's my nightmare for real. Thank God, y'all can you know, found in the 1860s. We didn't have an undertaker until 1900. Wow. Yeah. Our, uh, the first undertaker was a gentleman by the name of Chief Patrick. He also opened the steps the first people home here in Gotham County. And that was back in the early 1930s. So, what did they do before? Just like you, that flashing that community. Families that could own dead. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that seriously meant like someone in the family had to dig the grave, like you saying before, and everyone kind of had them. Everybody had them. They built a coffin, dig the grave, had the wake, had the funeral, the family took. And then, you know, the neighbors would come and take the family out. Mm -hmm. They would do the chores for them, do the cooking, cleaning. That's interesting. But some of that, I mean, some of that still goes on, except yeah. for taking care of the body part. Right. You know, like. Yeah. It all kind of circles back around to how strong the gender roles are here. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the women. And, it, like, I'm not saying we're not progressive. We're progressive in a lot of but ways. But we're very traditional. But we are. And it seems like I I consider myself to be a very strong third-wave feminist. But I fall into a lot of traditional female roles, and I'm totally okay with that. I mean, that's just, I think, that you know, like, talking feminist-wise, there's different kinds of being feminist. Like, yeah. you can be a traditional and still be a feminist. Exactly. Yeah. It's not that I'm not talking about the politics of it all, yeah. but I just, I'm very comfortable with the female role in Appalachia, as are a lot of other women yeah. and men are. And it, it doesn't change even in times of, like, grief. 
you know, the women want to comfort. We want to feed people. We we want to take on that motherly role, and that's super yeah. common. I'm sure you see a lot of that. But do you ever see, like, times to where those roles kind of get, like, flipped around? Or guys do, like, the cooking or, you know, taking care of family kind of thing? No. So, yeah, that, that's very true. That's, yeah. It's just... We we just do things the way we do them, and I, I swear I don't think some of it's ever going to change, honestly. Yeah. Also, we do, and like you said, people are kind of like some of them from another state to funeral here. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of surprised at how we do things. Yeah. You know, like the opposite the opposite traffic would stop the funeral procession. Yeah. They they had never seen that before. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know, you know a lot of people is like, why are you stopping? Yeah. And then we go somewhere else and see them not do it. And we're like, look at these disrespectful people. Yeah, we've 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 pulled over before and got beat at. And I'm just like, there, there's, there's, you know, her going, hey, go around me. Yeah. You know? Like, if you want to be disrespectful, go for it. I'm yeah, going to but park like, it's right very here. weird. I've heard of people getting pulled over before because they pulled over, you mm-hmm. know, and not have a place to pull over. And their uh, police officer asks, and I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, there's funeral going by that's, you know, you better pull over to sign respect. Mm-hmm. And it's just like blows their mind. Like, what? Yeah. Where are you from? I'm sure a lot of other people um, do this, and I'm not that weird. <laughs> but we all kind of keep little tokens from the funeral. Yes. Yes, we do. And uh, I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of that. You've probably seen a lot of people like collecting flowers. Yeah. I saved the flowers from my grandparents funerals i saved the roses from my papal spray and the roses and a bunch of the other flowers from the the sprays that my grandmother had and dried them and just kept them for a long time and it was like a strange attachment to the, my papal's roses especially because he was the first grandparent that i ever lost and i was nuts over him and so when they started to fall apart i started to get upset so i put them into some coffee tins and so you, this year, this year, I lost my grandparents years ago, but like a couple weeks ago, I took those dried flowers and formed them into the necklace that I'm wearing today. And it has a little piece of my papaw in it, a little piece of my mamaw in it, and I put some selenite dust in it because that's like one of my favorite things. So it's like this weird little token yeah, that I feel like it's all three of us. that's not all like that. My family's went at sprayed like vultures. Like yeah. Just every little thing, ribbon that says, you know, papal or half or whatever. Before we take the spray off the casket, the next time we'll start and we'll give our flowers out and spray to the family. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, that's just like, uh, I know a lot of people still, um, especially the men, take a pile of dirt and throw it on the grave. Yeah, that's still tradition. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about pallbearers yet. Pallbearers is, it's like an honor. And that's the pallbearers of my Yeah. I mean, even young boys, like, because it's mostly men that do it here, but um, I know, like, really young boys, even if they can't hold the casket, they'll they'll be right there. Yeah. Um, but I know a girl who was like, listen, that's my papa, and I'm going to carry him, and you're not going to tell me I can't. But you see you see a lot more of that now, too, don't you? I Young kids, young, really young kids, mm-hmm. seem to be 
Don't tell me about the drug testing. It's for why something to do for a loved one. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful when you think about it, though. Oh, one more thing. I have one more, and then we're done. <laughs> 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 Promise. Uh, I don't know if this is a thing that anyone else does anywhere, but I know a lot of times here we put things in the casket with our loved one. Have you, I mean, like, what are some of the things you've seen people put in caskets with a loved one? I've seen handwritten notes from mm-hmm. the grandkids and the grandchildren. I've seen different things. Yeah. Well, that's just like, you know, like, uh, my grandpa, he was sick for a long time and was in the hospital, so, like, uh, all the grandkids and great-grands would, um, the ones that were younger or whatever, they would drawing pictures or cards, you know. Yeah. Um, so anything that was in his hospital room that he went home on hospice with, he they put in the casket with him and pictures too. And also some pictures put in there as Bibles. Mm-hmm. Different things. Yeah. yeah. I've seen cassette tapes being put in. Cassette tapes? We yeah. put a basketball in in your papa's. Yeah, because he was a big UK fan. And, yeah. you know, like he um we even put a lotto ticket in there because he played the lotto. He had, I don't know how many, like he had this ritual when he would play the lotto ticket. You know, he would write down the numbers of the ones that won, and he had tablets full. And when what? I mean tablets full of all the numbers that have won, I mean like at least 40 years or more yeah. of tablets full of winning numbers. Yeah. Like he, he had it down to a science, I think. <laughs> the the last you know like uh, thing that my family would say like is a bad omen is if you heard somebody hollering your name like and they wasn't yeah. there um, but you heard it in their voice so like if I mm-hmm. was because I've had this I've experienced this before which is really weird and it shocked the crap out of me because I've heard my grandmother say my name before and nobody's been in the house with me yeah which is really weird. We've not had very many people go home, pass away. Uh, most people have passed in the hospital, and you can't really open the windows at the hospital. But, like, when my grandpa passed away, he was at home because he got to stay the last few days at home on hospice. And, I mean, when he passed away to the minute, um, they were like, open the windows, open the windows, get the windows open, you know, because that's a way for the soul to go out Yeah. instead of being trapped in the house. Um so that's a big thing with mine. Like they were tripping over each other to get the windows open or the door open. Just yeah. something. Uh, there was a good little segue in there somewhere where I should have went right into the outro, but I didn't do that. <laughs> so here we are, and I'm awkwardly still talking. <laughs> but, and I mean, there's no way for us to cover it all in this one episode. So hopefully that just means that Tommy can come back soon and we can talk about some more. And anyone who's listening who has any cool ideas for upcoming episodes, please join the Weird Appalachia Facebook group on Facebook. Just search Weird Appalachia Podcast Group and click or tap join. We'd love to hear your input. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tommy. It's been a pleasure. Welcome. <laughs> like, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the podcast, leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. You can also find Weird Appalachia merch in our brand new store on weirdappalachia.com.
Be sure to subscribe and help us keep Appalachia weird.